Welcome to Heard at Heritage. Heard at Heritage features cutting-edge analysis and thought from leading experts in and across the conservative movement, as well as premier events and programming from the Heritage Foundation here in the heart of Washington, D.C., brought straight to you. Good morning, and welcome to a new vision for Central Asia. We're thrilled to have you with us today. Before our program begins, we'd like to share some tips for optimizing your experience. First, we will be sharing the recording of today's program with you following the event. So if you want to watch it again, share it with a friend, or jot something down from the slides, you'll have the recording to do so. Next, we want you to be a part of the conversation. Please submit your questions throughout this event in the questions box on your screen. Be sure to tell us your name, affiliation, or where you're tuning in from. We'll get to as many of your questions as possible later on. Finally, your microphone is muted for this event. I now invite James Carafano to turn on his webcam and take it away. We hope you enjoy the program. Thank you. Well, welcome everyone this morning. I'm, I'm thrilled to be hosting uh, this event. Deeply grateful for the ambassador's uh, participation and great to see my old friend, John Barsa. Um, really, couldn't be more excited about this. You know, we often talk about the importance of regions to the U.S. and clearly the U.S. has, has deep and important interests in Central Asia, whether it is dealing with a rising China or uh, arrest of Russia with issues of energy resiliency for the world, uh, non-proliferation, dealing with Islamist threats. But the people of Asia deserve a future all their own and they as much as anyone are entitled to uh, a future of peace, prosperity, and security. And to be able to partner with them, I, I think is just a, a great, great initiative of the United States. And I couldn't be prouder of my friend, um, John Barsa, the acting administrator of USAID and, and his leadership in this. Several months ago, Ad Heritage, the administration first announced its plan, its intent for a strategy for Central Asia. Um, now it's great to see real, real meat being put on those bones and to see John's leadership. So John, um, let me ask you to, to join me on the screen here and, and offer some thoughts about this vision for this, the future partnership between the United States and Central Asia. So over to you, my friend. Jim, great seeing you and, and great to be here, you know, uh, Heritage uh, for this event and for any event. It's always a, always a pleasure interacting um, with my extended family at Heritage. Um, it really is a privilege to be representing USAID at this event. I'm serving as acting administrator and I'm very proud of all the work we're doing, you know, for religious freedom, the free enterprise, the democracy, to national security. Heritage and USAID share many goals. Nowhere is that more true than in the countries of Central Asia. Uh, we're also fortunate to have the honorable ambassadors Farhad Salim of Tajikistan and Javlon, Javlon Fahabov of Uzbekistan to join us for this event. Uh, your presence here is a reminder of the strength and depths of the partnership between our countries. The United States was among the first nations to recognize the independence of Kazakhstan, the Kyrgyz Republic, Tajikistan, Turkmenistan, and Uzbekistan. Um, since then, USAID has been a constant presence in Central Asia, helping the region grow in freedom, prosperity, security, and independence. That's why I'm excited to make a major announcement today. As a tangible demonstration of the US government's commitment to Central Asia, it is my privilege to announce that USAID will be opening two new missions there, one in Uzbekistan and one in Tajikistan. Missions are the hub 
hubs for USAID work and they demonstrate that the United States is dedicated to building direct and meaningful relationships with the country's government and people. In Uzbekistan and Tajikistan, these missions will also help ensure that our work in the region is coordinated so that no country in Central Asia is left behind. USAID has made significant impacts in Uzbekistan and Tajikistan over our years of partnership. For example, last year, USAID and Uzbekistan's Ministry of Public Education signed a landmark first-of-its-kind agreement, committing up to $50 million from the United States over five years to support education sector reform. Under the new agreement, uh, we'll work together to improve reading and math outcomes, expand IT-based curriculum, and improve English language instruction. Uzbekistan's education reforms will give students the skills and resources they need to become leaders for their country's future. Also, thanks to advocacy from USAID, in June 2019, uh, the parliament of Tajikistan ratified the law on food fortification, which prohibits the import, production, and sale of non-fortified flour. Flour fortification prevents iron deficiencies that leads to delays in intellectual and physical development of children. It can also impair reproductive function in women and even lead to child and maternal mortality. Look, these are just two examples of the many ways in which the partnerships between USAID and Uzbekistan and Tajikistan have achieved real results. With the opening of our missions, our shared accomplishments will only multiply. Though it may be hard to believe, given how the world has changed since then, it was only seven months ago that the Trump administration announced its Central Asia strategy right here at Heritage. The establishment of these new missions is the first of the steps in fulfilling the broader commitments laid out in the strategy. Together with our partner departments and agencies in the U.S. government, USAID is redoubling our efforts to work towards a safer and more prosperous Central Asia. Now, you will often see the region referred to as a crossroads, thanks to its position on the Silk Road trading routes that connected East and West for over 1,500 years. But that term crossroads suggests that Central Asia is just a pass-through. It doesn't give the region its due as a center of culture and a place of deep history and great beauty. From the enchanting architecture of Registan Square to the soaring majesty of Pamir Mountains. Central Asia, bounded by China, Iran, and Russia, has also been and continues to be a critical partner of the United States. The threat from malign actors and ideologies is constant in the region. But we know that truly sovereign Central Asian countries will be able to stand up to these influences and chart their own independent courses. And in that effort, Central Asia will have no better partner than USAID. The last few years have seen great progress and growth in the region. New leaders have created openings for reform-minded development, cooperation between the countries in the region has strengthened, and the U.S. has continued to increase our engagement there. This change has made Central Asia a fertile ground for new investment opportunities and has expanded the possibilities for what partnership between the United States and the region can achieve. To that end, USAID is working with a wide range of sectors in energy, economic growth, trade, human trafficking, and the stewardship of natural resources, we have stood with the countries of the region to help advance our shared interests. For example, we know that there can be no prosperity if one half of the workforce is, ex is excluded from economic opportunities. That's why USAID is proud to be working in Central Asia through the interagency fund of the White House-led Women's Global Development and Prosperity Initiative, or WGDP, through WGDP, we will bring together women's coalitions from the region to remove barriers to economic empowerment through women's national business agendas. In the Kyrgyz Republic, USAID is providing job training and startup capital to survivors of human trafficking, empowering them to rebuild their lives so they will never again need to emigrate from home to support their families. 
And in Turkmenistan, USAID is supporting communities to upgrade water management systems. Our efforts are enhancing early warning capacities for floods, preserving water resources for families and farmers who depend on water for their livelihoods. Now, as USAID looks to the future in Central Asia by building upon the relationships of the past, we are filled with hope. Our new missions in Uzbekistan and Tajikistan will give us the foothold we need to advance a new vision for Central Asia, one in which the countries of the region grow in prosperity and independence while strengthening their cooperation with one another. Throughout this journey, USAID will stand in friendship and true partnership with the leaders and people of Central Asia, as we've done for decades. With that, I'd like to thank the Heritage Foundation for hosting this event today, and I know we're all looking forward to hearing from Ambassador Salim Vakhabov. All right. I hope I got the name for it. So uh, thank you, Heritage. Thank you all for being here. Thank you, Ambassadors, for your time here. Thank you so much for those remarks, Acting Administrator Borsa. We really appreciate you taking the time to come here today to deliver uh, the good news that the two new USAID missions will be established in Uzbekistan and Tajikistan. So thank you so much. It really uh, builds on what was announced at the Heritage Foundation back in February when the Trump administration uh, launched its Central Asia strategy for the region, a very comprehensive strategy, the first strategy for the region in, in about five years. I'm Luke Coffey, and I'm the director of the Allison Center for Foreign Policy at the Heritage Foundation. And it is my pleasure to moderate a discussion today about what you just heard and also about the region with two very distinguished and esteemed uh, ambassadors here in Washington. First will be uh, His Excellency Javelin Yakubov, the Uzbek ambassador to the United States and Canada. And then also joining us will be His Excellency Farouz Salim, who is the uh, Tajik ambassador to the United States. But before we start, I will offer a few remarks based off what Acting Administrator Barsa said and about our views at the Heritage Foundation of the importance of Central Asia to the United States. For the United States, there are two main goals in Central Asia. The first one is having a stable and a growing Central Asia. We want a Central Asia that uh, experiences economic freedom, that has opportunities for their young people uh, who have economic growth and trade opportunities. And, and we need a Central Asia that is uh, stable politically. We secondly need a sovereign Central Asia. We need a Central Asia that, it's, that is self-governing without the uh, malign influence from outside actors. And for the United States and Central Asia, we should never frame our relationship with the countries in the region as being either with us or against us or us versus them. In Central Asia, the ultimate goal in terms of foreign policy is balancing. And the countries of the region have neighbors. Uh, that's a fact of geography and it's a fact of history and that's never going to change. But we should encourage all the countries in the region and the countries around Central Asia to balance relations and ensure that cordial and peaceful relations exist. Now, the Central Asian, the five Central Asian republics are located in the heart of the Eurasian landmass. And by definition, anything that is the heart of something is very important. So that's why it's great to see this renewed emphasis from USAID on the region. Um, this uh, renewed focus by the Trump administration on the region after uh, years of, uh, uh, of a lack of U.S. engagement or focus. And I do hope that as um, things uh, take place in Afghanistan and as uh, the ongoing intra-Afghan talks continue 
and God willing that there's a peaceful and appropriate and respectful solution to that crisis, that the U.S. does not end its engagement in Central Asia. We have to look beyond just our role and mission in Afghanistan in terms of our engagement in Central Asia, because for so long, our, our focus on Central Asia was seen through the lens of Afghanistan. And I think that both the Central Asian strategy uh, in February and what Acting Administrator John Borsa just said about what USAID is doing uh, actually lays a very strong foundation for a, uh, an enduring relationship with the Central Asian countries. So I would like to ask Ambassador Tisleem to offer some, uh, some remarks. Distinguished colleagues, allow me first of all uh, to thank the magnificent team of the Heritage Foundation and the USAID Acting Administrator Honorable Joe Barsa for this opportunity to be here with you guys. And I also want to thank our colleagues and partners for the efforts and uh, vision in strengthening the regional cooperation. Our thanks go to Dr. Eric Rudenschold, who is also from USAID now doing a tremendous, exceptionally great job, uh, and also Mr. Javier Pieda. Tajikistan welcomes the initiative uh, aimed to strengthen the regional economic and social development through the projects implemented and supported by our partners. Although the technical modalities of the mission, the new mission uh, must be concluded uh, by our legal teams on the ground, overall approach of these new opportunities are very much welcomed and we thank Administrator Barsa for his magnificent work. For all these years, the USAID has been working closely with my government to implement the projects that positively affected the lives of people, especially in the rural areas, but not limited to that. We appreciate the support and the implementation of various projects on health sector, education, food security, water and sanitation in their country. As you might know, providing the food security is among the four strategic goals of our government that we are pursuing. And we thank our development partners uh, to actively work with us in fulfilling all these goals, such as energy independence, food security, industrialization, and releasing the country from the communication deadlock. Last week, President of Tajikistan, His Excellency Emu Mali Rahmon, during his address to the UN General Assembly, noted the challenges that we all faced during the pandemic. The President said, according to the preliminary estimates due to the negative external economic factors, an overall loss to the Tajikistan economy this year would amount to more than two billion US dollars, and most likely this amount would increase in the future, unfortunately. Taking into consideration an ongoing process and the pandemic impact, the government, along with the prevention of the spread of this infectious disease, taking necessary measures aimed at ensuring consistent and sustainable cooperation of all socio-economic sectors of the country. And also, you might know how badly this pandemic affected all of us in the, in the, in the world. My, my Prime Minister is chairing, uh, chairman of the special task force that was uh, established uh, to coordinate the work of the government agencies during this pandemic. And also, our Ministry of, together with our, the Ministry of Health and the Social Protection, together with all the doctors working around the clock to prevent this and to help us during these challenging times. To reduce the, the impact of the uh, COVID-19 on the national economy, a number of specific measures has been taken. For example, the National Action Plan to prevent the, and mitigate the impact of the potential risks of the coronavirus to the economy. And also the decree of the President on March 19 on uh, 
prevention of the influence of COVID-19 on social and economic spheres of Republic of Tajikistan is issued, and this is aimed to supporting individual sectors of the economy, entrepreneurs and vulnerable groups. I know we will have a chance to talk about more brief, uh, more, in more details during the question and answer. In conclusion, I would like to reiterate that Tajikistan and the region of Central Asia has enormous resources and potential for the economic growth of the, of the, and the interconnectivity in the region. We have huge human resources, talented and educated youth, uh, who will be driving force for the prosperity of in the region for, for our countries. We also have the natural resources, uh, enormous natural resources that through the, uh, through the responsible approach and investment, we can utilize them for the benefit of the region. And we appreciate the work of the USAID in all these sectors and supporting uh, the magnificent team on the field, uh, assisting us during this challenging time. And also at the end, I want to thank especially uh, John Barsa, Honorable John Barsa and his team for the support that our healthcare, healthcare medics received during these challenging times. Thank you. Ambassador Salim, thank you uh, for your remarks. And now I would like to turn it over to Ambassador Vakovov of Uzbekistan. Honorable Acting Administrator, uh, John Barsa, ladies and gentlemen, and very good morning to everyone who are joining today's uh, event. And it is a distinct pleasure uh, to speak at the Heritage Foundation together with my fellow ambassador. And I would like to uh, thank uh, Dr. James Carafano, whom I know well, and Luke Coffey, good friend of mine, for uh, having me uh, join today's event and share the momentum of this historical shift of USAID's presence in Central Asia. We uh, actually highly value uh, USAID's uh, continuous support uh, of large-scale reforms uh, implemented in Uzbekistan, an enormous uh, contribution to the well-being of our people as an important uh, cornerstone uh, of the US Central Asia strategy. And this uh, strategy was its uh, fundamental objectives uh, to support and strengthen the sovereignty and independence of uh, the Central Asian states encourage regional connectivity, promote uh, U.S. investment, uh, and uh, create opportunities for employment. Goals, uh, in fact, in line with uh, our own priorities and vision of comprehensive strategic partnership with the United States and uh, its uh, involvement in the region. And despite many challenges posed by uh, COVID-19, uh, USAID is uh, continuing to, to implement these uh, objectives diligently and steadfastly. And I would like to uh, reiterate my uh, profound gratitude to the United States government and USAID for providing Uzbekistan with so much needed supplies and technical assistance to battle the pandemic. 200 ventilators to support um, more than 60 healthcare facilities across Uzbekistan delivered on the eve of our Independence Day were indeed life-saving gift for many people in my country. And uh, we cannot thank enough USAID for essential relief supplies uh, provided to thousands of families affected by the partial collapse of the Sardoba Reservoir Dam. And we uh, thank you uh, for the support in this uh, difficult time and uh, respond uh, to the needs of our people in a very timely manner. So we are greatly pleased by USAID's decision to expand its uh, presence in Uzbekistan 
uh, we are confident that uh, it will enhance and reinforce its mission in many priority areas. And as was determined by the President of Uzbekistan at the United Nations General Assembly high-level meeting last week, one of our key priorities is to reduce poverty through development, entrepreneurship, job creation, improving the investment climate and business environment, uh, building a modern infrastructure and providing comprehensive human capacity building. In this regard, it's extremely important to reinforce USID's so-called CTJ projects, new projects like the Future Growth Initiative and E4 uh, also meet the needs of Uzbekistan to create employment opportunities for almost 2 million people, which accounts uh, for 13, uh, more than 13% unemployment rate. We're also ready to uh, continue our collaboration with USID to facilitate trade investment between Uzbekistan and the United States, including through programs aimed at improving the business regulatory environment and the investment climate. We look forward to attending upcoming 10th Central Asia Trade Forum, CAF, uh, to be conducted in Bishkek this November and standing ready to host following forum and repeat the surpass. The success of 2018 Tashkent Forum resulted in more than $56 million worth of signed contracts. We appreciate USAID's support of uh, our education reform, as it was uh, mentioned by the uh, administrator, aimed at creating the system that can pr produce graduates with the critical thinking, problem solving, and practical skills that will uh, enable uh, them to succeed. And we hope that Uzbekistan Education for Excellence program initiated last year will bring expected outcomes for uh, improved reading, mathematics, ICT, and English learning. Another priority area where USID support would be extremely helpful is youth empowerment. As you all know, young people under the age of 30 make up 60% of the population and creating an environment for development of their professional skills, especially in the area of digital economy providing uh, employment opportunities at home for more than 700,000 young people annually entering local labor market. And reducing the dependence from remittances is of crucial importance for Uzbekistan. USAID assistance has been instrumental to ensuring food security in the country, and we uh, rely on its uh, support for successful implementation of Uzbekistan uh, agriculture development strategy for 2020-2030 aimed at creating a federal agribusiness climate and value chain. And you know how this is important uh, for the country where uh, almost uh, half of the population, around 16 million people, resided in rural areas and with ag sector accounting for about 18% of GDP and 20-25% uh, of export revenues and over one-third of employment in the country. And we commend the outcomes of the agriculture value uh, chain development program in Uzbekistan and look forward to successful implementation of a new five-year project agribusiness development activity in Uzbekistan that we hope will uh, increase the quantity, quality and diversity of agricultural goods and services in Uzbekistan by private enterprises. We will appreciate USAID's endorsement of President Mirziyoyev's initiative to host UN 2021 Food Systems Summit in Tashkent. So I can't stress uh, enough the importance of USAID uh, work to support legal reforms in Uzbekistan, uh, including by successful uh, introducing ESUD electronic court system 
and we are standing ready to continue our partnership in ensuring independence uh, of the judiciary and the rule of law as well as uh, fighting against corruption. We are also committed to, uh, uh, in, to the in, uh, implementation of USID original project within the framework of the C5 plus one format based on the practical needs and development priorities of Central Asian countries, including engaging Afghanistan in the trade, economic and uh, transport connectivity in the region. We commend the implementation of a number of USAID original energy projects, uh, Power the Future, uh, Central Asian Electricity Market, uh, Power Central Asian, etc. Uzbekistan is interested in actively introducing the energy efficiency and renewable energy technologies in the framework of these projects. An important uh, component of cooperation with USAID is to improve the management uh, and uh, efficient use of water resources both in Uzbekistan and Central Asia as a whole. We are determined to continue our mutually beneficial partnership in this direction, including uh, within the framework of USAID environment and water projects. So we are striving to mitigate the consequences of desiccation of the RLC, uh, affecting the living conditions and the gene pool of more than 70 million people living in Central Asia. And we will also rely on support for making the uh, RLC region as a zone of uh, environmental innovations and technologies. So to conclude, I would like to emphasize that uh, we are going through the path of dynamic, uh, irreversible reforms, and we hope that our American partners will be with us on this path, supporting our efforts uh, to ensure economic growth, uh, provide uh, quality education, uh, build the capacity, address uh, serious health, threats, uh, promote uh, good governance and uh, rule of law, and increase regional connectivity. Again, thank you so much uh, for hosting us today. Ambassador, thank you for those remarks. I, I really think that Uzbekistan and, and Tajikistan uh, represent uh, a very positive vision for Central Asia. Uh, it seems like your two countries are, are looking forward, looking at the future, looking at better ways to cooperate and integrate and, and work more closely together. Uh, which is which is fantastic because um, if I can be uh, so bold to say, perhaps 15 or 20 years ago, um, we wouldn't have even had both of you together from your two countries on the on the same panel uh, think tank at a think tank event. And in the last five years, both of your countries have done a great job at getting closer together, uh, better understanding each other's um, regional concerns and aspirations. And I think the, the, the bilateral relationship, the Uzbek-Tajik bilateral relationship um, is probably in a, a better place than perhaps it's ever been. Um, with that being said, the first question is actually about the visit by the uh, prime minister of Uzbekistan to Dushanbe. I believe it's happening as we speak uh, right now. Uh, so I was wondering um, if either one of you could, or both of you could, Tell us a little bit about what you hope for this visit to achieve and how you have seen the great progress in your uh, bilateral relations together over the past five years. Uh, yes, yes, look, you are exactly right. Right now, uh, we have the very honorable and respected delegation from Uzbekistan and Tajikistan. They have met the Prime Minister, uh, met with His Excellency President Rahmon. We had also the, our Ministers of Foreign Affairs conducted the Council political consultations at the foreign ministry yesterday and business forum also our ministry of economies what we are looking and what we are hoping and we are very successful to continue the instructions of our leaders uh, the 
two presidents who, who are the champions of this, who recommended to the governments to follow up. And all these opportunities that will come with this uh, interaction with this economic link and connectivity with Uzbekistan. As you might know, uh, we have uh, many checkpoints now due to coronavirus. There are some restrictions, obviously, but opening the new checkpoints and allowing the people to trade between each other and the trade going in a huge amount, huge volume going back and forth. This is an opportunity for both countries, I believe. And we have, as you might know, uh, our uh, connected connections to the Central Asia that mainly goes through Uzbekistan at this stage. And all these uh, opportunities for the public, for the people, for the benefit of the well-being of people is uh, coming with this uh, interaction with our Uzbek partners. And as you also know, the Uzbekistan has a very powerful industry that we are working in. Uh, the huge uh, potential of the hydro energy that Tajikistan utilizes, we have enormous of that, and producing clean uh, and cheap energy for the economies of the region, that could be also for the benefit of the region. And we are currently providing Afghanistan, Kyrgyzstan, and our Uzbekistan friends with the cheap, clean energy that produced in our hydropower plants in Tajikistan. This is something that connectivity brings up. This is something that uh, the economic linkage between the countries will, will bring up huge opportunities. And we are very honored to, to host them in Tajikistan during these great days. Thank you. Uh, indeed, uh, since uh, the new administration came uh, to power in Uzbekistan, so our uh, bilateral relations with brother Tajikistan have uh, reached new heights uh, and dynamics as never before. And uh, this is a true reflection of our good uh, neighborliness, uh, neighbors first policy. Uh, and uh, we have uh, a well-established mutual trust, uh, friendship and uh, mutual respect uh, among of, uh, our two nations. And uh, just in a few words uh, describing how close we are, I could tell that, uh, as we say in Uzbekistan, Tajiks and Uzbeks are one people speaking two languages uh, or even two uh, tributaries of the same river. So uh, that is our perception of uh, brotherly uh, uh, Tajikistan. And, uh, you know, we have managed to overcome uh, all, of, all of our contradictions, resolving outstanding border and water issues, so restore energy cooperation and uh, transport infrastructure, and uh, even liberalize the visa regime. So, and, uh, you know, a uh, uh, visit of uh, my president uh, to Dushanbe on March uh, 2018 uh, and a reciprocal visit of uh, President Imamali Rahman to Tashkin on August uh, have opened up opportunities for um, enhancing the multifaceted partnership between uh, the two countries. And uh, as you have mentioned just yesterday, Prime Minister of Uzbekistan, Abdullah Aripov, um, uh, visited uh, Dushanbe to attend seventh uh, meeting of the uh, Intergovernmental Commission on Trade and uh, Economic Cooperation and Business Forum between leading companies of two countries. Before the launch of today's uh, meeting, I saw the news uh, that the total amount of all the business contracts uh, that we've been able to sign actually within one day amounts almost $50 million. Besides that, and we are very much grateful for the uh, warm welcome of the Prime Minister of Uzbekistan by uh, President Emmanuel Rahman and uh, his counterpart, uh, Prime Minister of Tajikistan, Kohir uh, Rasulzada. Just to describe uh, the intensification of our partnership along um, with meeting of the Intergovernmental Commission 
only within this month, uh, Dushanbe uh, hosted uh, Uzbekistan Tajikistan Scientific Conference, uh, Interparliamentary Friendship Groups Meeting, and uh, an opening ceremony of public school in Sogd region of Tajikistan recently built at the expenses of Uzbekistan. And uh, we are committed to broader, uh, further, and uh, foster political trade and um, economic uh, cooperation and, of course, strengthen people-to-people -people ties. So actually, in, in a few words, uh, that is uh, how we are uh, currently perceive uh, our uh, bilateral relations with uh, Tajikistan. Thank you. That's great. And, and as I said, I really think it could be seen as a role model, not only for um, for the region, but also for, for most of the world in terms of countries that have difficult bilateral relations with their neighbors. Now, I want to shift the, the, the topic back to um, development and USAID uh, and also um, add into that some of the other ways that the U.S. is involved in the region through the Development and Finance Corporation, DFC, for example, and the Blue Dot Network. How do you see um, USAID initiatives and other initiatives such as the Blue Dot Network uh, help improve uh, not only um, your country's economic situation, but help society and help to improve U.S. Uh, relations with the countries in your region? Uh, if I may take this question, uh, you are very right to look at uh, recently we had our Minister of Finance uh, speaking with the CEO of the EFC. This is something that we are looking in the in the region. We think that uh, EFC can do a lot, uh, given the fact of its capabilities on the projects that are intergovernmental international projects in the region for the benefit of the uh, of all of us. And it's a huge place to, unfortunately, for all these times, we've been missing this opportunity. And now we are very much eager to, to see this uh, coming and in the framework of the C5 plus one and the support of the last meeting of our foreign ministers, uh, online virtual meeting of our foreign ministers where uh, President Oler uh, participated and he's mentioned these initiatives also that fully supported by many of us in the region. This is something that, uh, we are looking forward very much and on the Bluedot network, as you might know, it will give us an opportunity on the transparency of the project, on attracting the investment, the private investment from the Western countries and from abroad. This is something that we are looking for and we, for the benefit of all of us. You know the, this huge potential that, especially Tajikistan, for example, we have on the infrastructure, on the energy sector, on the mining sector, on the tourism. All these, but the, we believe that the support and that the investment, the transparency could be utilized for the benefit of people and the region, of course. Thank you very much. If I may look, so with regard to <clears throat> uh, DFC's engagement uh, in the region and uh, Blue Dot Network Initiative. So as you know, uh, just a couple of uh, months ago, uh, so um, uh, DFC's CEO Adam Boiler, along with uh, Ambassador Halil Zad, uh, so um, uh, paid an official visit to Uzbekistan, uh, and uh, it was very symbolic uh, to to uh, see both of them uh, joining C5 Plus One uh, summit uh, again ba being based in, in, in Tashkent. And uh, so with, uh, with respect to the Blue Dot uh, Network Initiative, so I can uh, uh, reiterate uh, that the Uzbekistan government highly welcomes uh, 
this uh, initiative, uh, we consider it um, uh, as, a, as, a, as an initiative that uh, actually meet uh, the needs and uh, the needs and uh, requirements uh, of the entire Central Asia. So, and I'm very pleased uh, to, to, to let you know that uh, a few months ago, uh, so all um, Central Asian finance uh, ministers uh, have been uh, interacting with, uh, with, the, with the DFC leadership on, on, on further intensifying our partnership uh, with, with, with the corporation. And uh, beside that, uh, I wanted to uh, said that um, intensifying partnership within uh, Blue Dot Network Initiative and the idea of establishing regional investment funds uh, were uh, among main uh, outcomes of the visit. And uh, we look forward to, to uh, seeing very tangible results. Uh, so currently we are still discussing uh, the details and hopefully we'll be able to succeed. Thank you. Um, we're running short on time. So I will ask um, each of you if you have perhaps one give, give you one minute if you want to offer some concluding or final remarks, and I will I will pose a little question to help um, spark uh, the, your remarks. And that is, um, looking ahead to the next five to ten years, what do you think the biggest challenges will be for USAID in your region, and how do you? Um, how do you see the relationship between USAID and Tajikistan and USAID and Uzbekistan um, really maximizing its full potential? So last remarks, about one minute each, please. Ambassador Salim. Thank you very much. Uh, I don't think there are going to be any challenges or difficulties for the USAID for the next five or 10 years, neither in the region or anywhere, because this is the good cause. This is something that uh, the projects that for the benefit of the ordinary people, especially in the rural areas, as I have mentioned, in Tajikistan, in different fields, health sector, education, water and sanitation, everywhere our aid friends and partners are supporting, working with the, uh, the communities. I do not see any obstacles or ch uh, difficulties for the USAID, and I want to take this opportunity to thank them for their hard work. I want to thank the leadership of the USAID for taking these efforts and supporting all of us in the region. And we hope that we can, we can benefit from all this cooperation between uh, the USAID and the, uh, the region itself. So, actually echoing uh, my fellow ambassador, just wanted to stress uh, on, on the new uh, concept uh, of the development strategy of Uzbekistan 2035. And uh, here uh, I would like just to stress that this uh, uh, concept is, is, is mostly focusing on, uh, on uh, uh, furthering, of course, the democratic reforms and good governance uh, on the principles of the meritocracy, uh, investing uh, in and the modernize, modernization of uh, uh, industries uh, recognized as growth drivers. And I'm talking about agri-industrial uh, complex, textile industry, fuel and uh, energy uh, complex uh, mining and uh, automotive industry and tourism of course uh, shifting to digital economy development of uh, capital markets uh, and public uh, private partnerships uh, supporting entrepreneurship especially smes so another priority uh, that uh, we have um, underscored in this uh, strategy is, uh, is mostly related to the development of science and innovations. 
improving quality of education and the healthcare system, including by a broader privatization of the uh, sectors, further development of insurance uh, and, and, and social protection systems. So uh, infrastructure development, introducing renewable power uh, sources and increasing, I would say, energy efficiency uh, comes uh, another uh, utmost priority for the current administration. And of course, in reaching uh, these uh, objectives, uh, we will uh, take into account global challenges uh, for sustainable development, including, as I have mentioned in my remarks, uh, RLC problem, climate change resource, the, uh, the deficiency pressure on infrastructure caused uh, by urbanization, air and water pollution, and other challenges. So and in order to succeed in all these areas uh, of uh, our reform agenda, so uh, increasing human capacity building is becoming a paramount priority for the current administration. So and in this regard, uh, we will uh, rely on USAID's uh, broader involvement uh, in uh, investing uh, to human capital uh, through consultancy, training and technical assistance. And for instance, uh, deploying a permanent uh, advisor to Ag Ministry of Uzbekistan could be valuable uh, contribution to implementing agricultural strategy in coming 10 years. And uh, to increase uh, the uh, productivity of uh, projects and, uh, and effectiveness of uh, joint collaboration, we would like uh, to, 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 to develop uh, practical mechanisms of interaction for every dimension of uh, development goals. And I believe uh, uh, so uh, developing uh, jointly assistance um, uh, programs based on the needs and priorities of Uzbekistan with uh, tools for the assessment uh, of the progress in achieving uh, intermediate objectives and ultimate goals uh, will be uh, incredibly uh, helpful. Thank you. Thank you very much. I, I just want to take this time to conclude by thanking Acting Administrator John Borsa for taking time out of his busy schedule to speak here this morning um, and to give us the breaking news that the two new USAID missions will be opened up in Tajikistan and Uzbekistan. Uh, Ambassador Salim and Ambassador Vakovov, I, I want to sincerely thank you both for taking time to uh, come to, well, to spend time with us virtually here at the Heritage Foundation um, today. We really appreciated your comments and, and, and remarks. Uh, for those who are uh, watching, uh, if you're interested in learning more about the administration's uh, strategy in Central Asia, you can find on heritage.org from February 5th our, the launch of the administration's uh, Central Asia strategy, where you can find a lot of uh, very good information. Again, that was on uh, February 5th of, of this year, which uh, with the global pandemic seems like a, a lifetime ago. Um, but anyway, I want to thank uh, all of our speakers today. I want to thank our team at Heritage who put, helped put this event together and at USAID. And um, I wish everyone a very uh, good day. Thank you.